raising children. And uh, <laughs> actually, Miss Ann, I mean Miss Ann, uh, Miss Nisi, I was, actually I was going tonight. We was going to cover wives raising husbands. <laughs> Lot of amens from right yeah, here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that general area. Yeah. Now, now. <laughs> I had to be over there uh-huh. going like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You will, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, in, uh, in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, Ephesians, chapter 5, that's the two places. We are. We did talk about children last week, last Wednesday. I do want to talk about marriage uh, this Wednesday. I'm just uh, just kind of tossing tossing it up in the air of what I should teach tonight because I've got a lot of different little things, you know, I've studied and everything, but. But the Lord just kept placing on my heart, just like He did last Wednesday, on children, and He gave me that little outline. I don't have an outline tonight, but but He did. He's, he gave me some ideas. There's three different places we'll go to. That's Colossians chapter three, Ephesians chapter five, and then Genesis chapter twenty. We'll go look at that, and First Peter. We'll look at that in a minute too. First Peter chapter three, but uh. That's just a few. You know, that's a few uh, scriptures we want to look at. Now, y'all have to turn all them places right now. But so over there in Colossians chapter three, we'll talk about again. We're talking about husband and wives tonight, just as we talked about children last Wednesday. Uh, so we'll talk about marriage tonight <clears throat> in Colossians chapter three, verse eighteen. Notice what the Bible says: Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. And then here's the husband's duty. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Uh, Of course, we talked about the children. You know, verse 20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. And then it talks about servants. Uh, And then... And then it talks about what we whatsoever we do, do it heartily as to the Lord there in verse twenty-three. So uh but tonight we'll cover the wives and the and the husbands, the duties of the wives and husbands. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be here tonight. I pray that you uh just bless us, Lord, tonight, Lord, with your word, Lord, with the, the knowledge of your word. I just pray that you teach us. Allow your Holy Spirit, Lord, just to fill us. Lord, I pray that, uh, Lord, as we look at this, the duty of a husband, Lord, the duty of a wife, uh, Lord, the, what a, <clears throat> the picture of marriage, Lord, out of your Scriptures, Lord. And, of course, Lord, there's so much there that there's no way that we can look at all everything tonight, Lord, but we can look at a few things. And, and Lord, I just pray that you just show us the most important things. 
Lord, we thank you for all you do. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do. And Lord, most of all, I pray that, Lord, that you would get all the glory uh, in this service tonight, Lord, that, Lord, that this service would just, uh, Lord, lift your name up, and, and Lord, and not lift nobody else but, but you alone, Lord. Just thank you for all you do. Thank you for what you're going to do. All, all this we ask in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. All right, <clears throat> so there's, there's two, two roles, two important roles in the home. Uh, the wives has her part, right? She has a role that she plays. And then the husband, of course, he has his part. And and let me say this while, while I'm thinking about it. Not not one is important more important than the other. This is a this is these are team efforts. This is a this is a team thing. This is uh, matter of fact, I think that can be a, the most damage to a marriage is when one thinks he's better than the other, or she thinks she's better than him, and and my role is more important than yours. Your role is important than mine. I'd say this that both both parties in a marriage. Uh, is equally important. Uh, we both have weight to pull. In other, in other words, kind of like you put a team of horses. And it's kind of a poor illustration, but you put a team of horses on a on a wagon, and they all pull their fair share load. Uh, if one one one's not pulling his fair share, then the then it's it's off balance, right? Uh, now that's not to say that. The man and the woman are equally strong together because that is you, we know that physical strength has nothing to do with it. It's not we're that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, we're just talking about the role that that each play. Uh, each role is important and 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 must be. Uh, we we must it's important and we must put all that we have into it. So so with that being said, so you see the wife there. In verse 18, and by the way, wives, so Paul wrote this to Colossae, the church at Colossae, and he's speaking to wives. He's speaking to the whole bunch of wives in that in that congregation. Uh, he doesn't separate the young from the old, the middle age. He's speaking to every every one of them in, in the congregation. Every, and I'd say this as far as this goes. The Bible is recorded today. We have it today. We have it in our hand. We have a copy of His Word today. So your wife in here, He's speaking to you. Amen? It's, it's written to us. And same way with this, husbands, plural. And he's speaking to husbands, the husbands in the room, the husbands in the, uh, there on the, uh, in the church at Colossae. And so, so it's, it's a letter written uh, to you and I so it's so let's so let's cover these two two roles here. So so there's your wives. Now notice what the Bible says in verse eighteen. So it says, "Submit yourselves unto your own husbands." All right. So submit yourselves unto your own husbands. Uh, he is so the, the the husband is the leader of the home. That's you know it's what the Bible teaches. I, I know sometimes you can find some different things out there. They try to turn that thing around, and the woman is the breadwinner, and all this such. And so, if she's the breadwinner, she's the leader. Uh, no, according to the Bible, the man is always the leader. He is always going to be the head of the household, always. 
And as a wife, Peyton, this can apply to you too, even though you're not married yet, one day you will, that the husband is always going to be... I mean, this is biblical, y'all. This is not what the world says. This is the, the husband... Uh, it doesn't matter if he, he, if he doesn't want to take leadership role. No, he is. The Bible says so. <laughs> and we'll go with the Bible. Amen? So... He is, and so submit to him as the leader. Submit to him as the head of the household. Carly, you too. Maybe one day you'll be married. Uh, so you know, not just speaking to the married people in here, and but but one day. But y'all think about this. So as a leader of the home, as the head of the household, you said, but brother, Aaron, where does it say head at? Because it don't say it there in Colossians, but it does say it. Look at Ephesians chapter five. Let's go over there. Hold your spot in Colossians chapter 3 because we will come back. <clears throat> so Ephesians chapter 5. Everybody there? <clears throat> go to verse 22. So again, you see the word submit. Verse 22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. As unto the Lord. You know, just the same way that you'd submit to the Lord, you submit to your husband, right? And that's what the Bible says. Now notice, so where does it say that that he is the head, that he is the, the head of the, the wife there? Look at verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife. Now the example, you know, he's a it's a picture type, y'all. So the husband being the head of the wife, it's a picture type. But what is it a picture type of? Well, it gives a little bit more illustration. Look at verse 23. Even as. So the word as. Anytime you see it like that, when you see this, this means that it's a your marriage is a picture of what Christ is to the church, the church to Christ. It's a picture. Uh, so look at it. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And He is the Savior of the body. Now notice here's the word subject in verse 24. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Subjection. Now, I will go ahead and say this, that that don't give the man the authority to, to be dictator or to say you're going to do what I want you to do, how, you, how I want you to do it, and and you're just going to go, 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 and this is how it's going to be, and put his thumb upon her, and, and it's my way or the highway type of mentality. Well, I guess I said that right. But now you do have that in some homes today. Uh, that's, that's, that's not... Matter of fact, I'll get to the husband's role in a minute. If the husband would play his role right, if he do... I shouldn't say the word play, but... Uh, if he would do his, his, what would be better? Responsibility. If he'd hold his responsibility better, then he wouldn't be a dictator. Uh, but anyway, we'll get to him in just in a minute. But it, but again, the Bible says, so, so, so be subject unto the husband, right? And, and so, but, but here, now there's a picture of that. Let's, let's go over here. Now hold, I'm just going to tell y'all to hold y'all spot in two different places because you might as well go ahead and get you something and put in your Bible. But over there in First Peter chapter three is a illustration of something of what subjection 
being subject to your husband is, is all about. And I'll show you something about what Abraham asked of Sarah. Pretty, pretty crazy, but but she went along with it. I mean, it's, this is uh, something you might say, well, that's crazy, Brother Aaron, but I'm telling you, it's, it's Bible. So over there in 1 Peter chapter 3, we'll just start up there at the top of verse 1. Everybody there? And by the way, this marriage stuff, I, when I first, me and Corey first got saved, oh, <clears throat> one of the things I, I really, I got a notebook at the house somewhere, and I don't remember where it's at now, but man, I just, I just wanted to know everything there was to know about marriage. <laughs> and I just got in my Bible and I just started writing down everything, just looking up stuff. And uh, I'm telling you, if you ever do that, it's a challenge to everybody, Haley, to all you married couples. If you do that and you just study that out in the Scriptures, you'll find out a lot of stuff about your own marriage that you, that you don't even know. I mean, it, but it's all right there in the Bible. Uh, and yes, the Bible talks about your personal marriage. I mean, he talked about our marriage. You know, you think it might not have your name right there in the Scriptures, so-and-so, but I'm telling you, you can see it and you can say, and you can place yourself like, yeah, that's so me right there. Uh, that that fits us. But anyway, so First Peter chapter 3, let's just start at the top, verse 1. Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. And, and notice all three places. Even Peter says this, your own husband. Not somebody else's husband. Not some other man, but but your own. I mean, all did y'all see all three places mentioned that? Ephesians, Colossians, and now first Peter. To your own husbands. Uh all right, now here's what so that if any now here's the talking about a lost husband, by the way, right here. That if any obey not the word, and that's 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 a husband that, that rebels against God's word. And some say you, you, you know, and, and you do. If you know, well, you got a right to divorce him. You, you need to hurry up and get out of that relationship as fast as you can. If he's an unbeliever, but here's what the scripture says about it: If any obey not the word, they also may, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. You know, there has been. I know personally some people personally that have been won over. Because of the conversation of the spouse, I'm, it's a powerful thing when the spouse presents themselves in a Christian manner before their lost spouse. I mean, I have y'all have I know I personally know some people that that's happened to. That's what is talking. So that's important. Uh, now, verse two: while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, so. So what it is, is is it saying here, wives being subject to your own husband. So the husband, believe it or not, wives, even a lost husband in this case, is beholding your conversation. You know, I listen to my wife. I really, I, I do. I honestly do. I listen to Corey. I mean, I, I take in what she says. What she says, I listen to. And, uh, and I'm going to just... <laughs> Flat out tell you, there's been a lot of times that she has been right on the things that she has that has come into my ears out of her mouth. Yes, this, husbands do 
it's a good thing to listen to your to your spouse, to your wife, uh, and 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 y'all, vice versa. All right. Now notice this. So where we're at. So verse two, verse three. Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of the plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Now all those things, I ain't gonna say they're wrong. But it's it's but the outward appearance is what it's talking about right there. You not it, don't let the, it be the outward appearance that wins his approval for the Lord. That's what he's saying. Uh, so the, you know that's putting on the makeup and and, and all that and the golden earrings and you know trying to use the outward appearance to win him to the Lord. Watch what he says here. Uh, but let it in verse four. Let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of a, of great price. Now, what in the world is the inner man of the heart? Well, I can tell you what it is in a in a in a in a Christian woman, a woman that's been born again. She saved is Christ, the inner man. There's the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in her. Amen. She is a new creature in Christ. Uh, the old man has passed away. The new man is alive. And so the 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 hidden man of the heart. That's that's what's going to win the man over. But notice this. This this you know not the outward. So in other words, let me let me go ahead and just clarify this. Not the outward appearance. It's what's on the inside. That's 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 what's important. I'll go ahead and say this, Peyton and, and Owen, Carly, whoever else, and Grayson one day. Don't look at no outward appearance. Telling y'all, I mean, don't chase outward appearance. Look up on the heart, man. See what what that see what he's about, Peyton. Amen. Uh the character, uh, the heart. And by the way, the the mouth, what comes out of the mouth reveals the heart. The actions reveal the heart. Uh, so, so the inner man, so the hidden man of the heart. But notice this. Let's see, where am I at? What, what verse am I on? Uh, that was verse 4. Verse 5. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trust in God adorn themselves being in subjection unto their own husbands. So, so what you have there, here's what you have. You, you ladies in here, you have an example. That's what he's. Where's my example? Who? who what? Haley, who's who's your example? I I tell you who it is. Verse five: the holy women in old time. This Bible, it's not only made up. It's not only characters of men in this Bible. There is women. I mean, it, the scriptures are packed full of women. All through the scriptures that obeyed their husband, that 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 showed a a godly what a what a godly marriage looked like, uh, just just woman after woman after woman. Like we're gonna get on one. Sarah, Sarah is a perfect example of that. Uh, so they trust. So these holy women, notice that they're holy women found in scripture. What made them holy? Because they trusted in God. And notice this: they adorned themselves. Being in subjection unto their own husband, so there's a picture. And here's here's Sarah. 
Verse 6, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Now that's that word Lord right there, y'all, you've got to y'all notice this. It is lowercase L O R D. It is not it's not the Lord Jesus, the Lord God, it is lowercase L. You know, subject to the the husband, L O R D, not just subject to Christ, but now, so here's what they, so here's Sarah, she called him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. All right, so we might not get the husbands tonight. We might have to do that Wednesday night because this is this is. I didn't realize we this would like be stretched out so long, y'all. But uh, are you home next Wednesday night, Chase? We'll have to. We'll preach. I'll preach to you next Wednesday. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's see where I'm at. So, so Sarah, let's 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 get to Sarah here. I want y'all to see Sarah. This is what she did in Genesis chapter twenty, verse twelve. She she obeyed Abraham. And by the way, I ain't preaching to you, ladies. So y'all, I mean, I'm just picking around when I said that to Chase. Uh, so in Genesis chapter twenty. Look at, here's what happened. And this happened twice in Abraham and Sarah's life. Let's just start in verse 1. Because, I mean, it's not in verse 1. It's on, It's actually verse 12. But, but I want y'all to see. Let's just look at the story. In Genesis chapter 20, verse 1. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur and sojourned in, in Gera. I, these names, man. And Abraham said, said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, Abimelech king of... Uh, how do you pronounce that, Nancy? Gebra sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Can you imagine that man? He's, he's about to... God's about to kill him. Because I mean, he's done taking a man's wife. But watch this though, verse 4. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous na- nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister? That's the question. And she even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and in the innocency of my hands have I done this. So y'all, y'all notice that. So, so Abraham, Abraham told Abimelech, she's my sister. Sarah told Abimelech, He's my brother. Nothing about being married, right? But watch this. But, but let's just continue to read. And verse 6, And God said unto him in a dream, Yeah, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of the, thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, Know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Therefore Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were sore afraid. Why in the world would they lie? Well, what, what, what's the motive behind all this? Why did Sarah lie? Why did Abraham lie? Well, you kind of... I mean, he's supposed to be prophets, right? Preacher's not supposed to lie. Prophet's not supposed to A man of God's going to lie? Yeah, According to that right there. 
Uh, verse 9. And actually, he didn't lie. You'll see this in a minute. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done to us? And what have I offended thee, that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? Now here's the motive. Here's why. Verse 11. And Abraham said, Because I thought, surely the fear of God is in this place, and they, they will slay me for my wife's sake. Man, that right there, that would get, get some people in trouble. Because I thought. You know, I just seen, I thought. <laughs> I thought this place was a dreadful place. Uh, so this is so your actions based on what you thought. It's a dangerous place. It was dangerous for Abraham. It could have been dangerous for Abimelech. It was of what he thought. So so they so they this is why they did what they did. Look at verse is it verse eleven? Uh, verse eleven. And Abraham said, "Oh uh, yeah, okay, that's right." Uh, verse twelve. And yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. And it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house, and I notice this, that I said unto her, what did Abraham say unto her? This is thy kindness which thou shalt show unto me at every place whither we shall come. Say of me, he is my brother. So, so she, so what, Abraham, or what Sarah was doing was, was just doing what her husband told her to do. You know what, that's, what that is? That's subjection. That's submission. That is, uh, even though I don't understand this, I mean, I don't understand his actions. Why would he tell me to do this? Why would he tell me to lie to a king? I mean, well, he had a reason. Uh, he thought he was going. He thought Abimelech was going to kill him, right? He thought surely this place is dreadful. Uh, so, so, so back over. Look at First Peter chapter three with that thought. First uh, Peter chapter three with that thought of what what it meant. So subjection being verse six now. So First Peter three six. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Uh, so there was there was some obedience. Again, let me say this. I I, I got to say this. This don't mean that we are able to just rule and reign or household and make them do what we want them to do and how we want them to do it. It's not I don't think it's talking about that. Oh uh, that dictatorship. Oh uh, but just like Abraham, you know, he 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 honestly he was doing it because he thought there was a danger. He was keeping her safe. You know, to save her to, to keep her safe is the whole reason behind what he did. He, he thought that Abimelech was going to kill him. So, oh, which kind of makes me think of this, y'all. It is our duty, Chase, to protect our wives. I mean, it really is. Pat's it's his duty to protect you, Nisi. And same with you, your marriage, and and uh, brother Ed. And so, I wouldn't one day. Cade, you know, you're. It's it's our. We are. We're to protect, not just protect her, but we're protect one another. I mean, that's you know, that's that's what we do. Oh, uh, so back over there. Let's see what time is it? Six. We got time, right? So the wife. 
So again, in Ephesians chapter, or actually Colossians chapter 3 is where we, the beginning of this thing. Let's go back there. So Colossians chapter 3, so, so wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands. That's what it, you know, it's repetitious there. Verse 18. Everybody there? As it is fit in the Lord. It, let's go ahead. We'll talk about that. We'll go ahead. You never know what will transpire from here to next Wednesday. Uh, all right. Now the second role, so another role in a marriage, verse 19. Now Colossians 3.19. Notice what the Bible says. Husbands, this is, this is our duty as a husband. Love your wives uh, and be not bitter against them. Now, if it says to be not bitter against them, that means it's possible to be bitter against your wife. If it's warning you of something, then there's a possibility of having that that toward that. You get what I'm saying? To, if it's warning you not to be bitter, then you can be bitter toward your wife. That's a possibility. So the Bible is warning us. The Holy Scriptures is warning us not to be bitter against her. Oh, uh, now to love her. Now you know a lot of people say you know, a lot of stuff goes around. How do you fix infidelity in a marriage? That right there, those two things right there. If he would love her like he's supposed to, and she would submit to him like she's supposed to, that fixes that issue. It's 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 it squashes that right. Oh, uh, so the issue is. One or the other party, he's not loving her like the Bible tells him to, or she's not submitting to him like the Bible says so, or both parts, both parties playing a role in that. Now, I'm not trying to solve every marriage out there. I'm just telling you what the scriptures, what what I believe to be in the scriptures is: love your wives, submit to your husband. You do those two things. I'm telling you, you increase your your marriage. I mean, you strengthen your marriage so much. Now, so the husbands, so love your wives and be not bitter against them. So what is the so the husband's role? Look at Ephesians chapter five. I know we covered some of this, but I won't cover it. I just won't look at it again. What is our duty? So Ephesians chapter five, notice what it's so there's verse twenty three. So the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So the picture the picture is that Christ is the head of the wife. I mean, Christ is the head of the church, right? Now, what it is, you know, that's a picture to your children what it is. The children see that. They see the marriage. They look at that example in the, in the church. And, and it's, it teaches their children how to submit. It teaches, I mean, it just teaches them all kind of good stuff. Now, husbands. Look what he says in verse... Uh, Let's just let's continue reading on down. So verse 24, Therefore as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands and everything husbands. And he repeats it again, Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church. Now what did he... So, so Christ, we know that the Lord loved the church, right? We know that for a fact. Now the same... So it's the... So that love that Christ gave for the church, husbands, we're to, we're to give the love, we're to give that love to our wife. 
How what did what, what kind of love is it? Look at it in verse twenty five. And gave himself for it. I mean, Jesus literally, literally, physically gave his his he gave himself for the church. He died on the cross for our sins. He died for the church. Oh, um, that's just a picture of how much Christ loved the church that he'd give himself to it or for it, right? Uh, that's y'all. There's no way that we could ever love our wife as much as Christ has loved the church. But it's an example to follow. It's a it's a it's it's a pattern. It's a, it's there. Uh, it's something to look to. Now, now notice you just get on down here. Look at what he says here. So he gave himself for it. Verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself. A glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Again, he repeats this, 28. So ought men to love their wives, this time as their own bodies. So so you to love your wife just as much as you love yourself when you're looking at yourself in that mirror. Self, I'm to love my wife just as much. As he would his own body. That's that's pretty powerful right there, because I, you know, there's some some folks out there that really love themselves. And uh, y'all, I, I'd be honest with you. Uh, y'all think about divorce. Divorce on one or other, one party or the other, it, it's it's a lot of selfishness, is it not? It really is. It's, it's it's a lot of selfishness. So so it fixes the issue. So when you love your wife, when the husband loves his wife as he loves him on his own self, he ain't got time for selfishness. He's got time for her. Uh, but again, we're but it's you know we're living in a time. It's a it's a world we live in. What is it? It's all about self, right? I mean. Not just a man, not just a woman. We're, I mean, our kids are raising them. Even as Ainsley, as young as Ainsley is, the youngest one in here, she and I ain't saying her in general, but her her generation is already learning how to be about me, how to love myself. I'm number one. <laughs> I mean, am, am, am I wrong? I mean, it's um, seriously. And so when you when you got that mentality and they grow up, they ain't got time to love somebody else. They're too much in love with themselves. So so but again to get back to this, so that's our that is our command. Husbands, love your wives even as, as Christ loved the church. Husbands, love your wives even as you love yourself, as your own bodies. Look at verse twenty eight. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Talk about self-respect, <laughs> right? You know, here I'll, I'll say, you know, here's a, there is nothing worse to me than to watch a man downgrade his wife. I mean, I'm serious. When he do, he ain't got much respect for himself when he does that. I mean, I just been flat out honest. Oh, uh, so it's it's yeah, it's, it's the Bible says here. So husbands love your wives as you as you all said, but here's the picture again. Notice what he repeats again about the church. 
Uh, it gets on down there. Look at verse 29. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. So there's the picture again of the church, the Lord and the church, the, the Christ and the bride. Jesus gave Himself for the church. It's a, it's a picture. It's a picture of Christ loving the church. Chase, when you love Stacy like you're supposed to, it's a, it shows Peyton how she's supposed to love her future husband. But not only that, how Christ loved the church. Oh, matter of fact, there's the study shows that, uh, and I don't know the statistics because it's been a long time since I looked at them, but y'all, it, the, the atheists, the majority of the atheists, the reason why they are an atheist, they had a bad relationship with daddy. That's it's, it's the truth. So, uh, that's just a st- statistic again and again and again. They had a bad relationship with Daddy, and 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 I guarantee it. If you know folks don't want to have anything to do with the church, uh, when the when they when they've watched the marriage fall apart and just marriage after marriage after marriage just fall apart, fall apart, fall apart, and then you then you when you start talking, it's supposed to be a picture of Jesus and the church as Jesus is the groom, church is the bride. Why in the world would they want to have anything to do with that? Why would they want to have anything to do with Father God when their own earthly dad was a, a douchebag their whole life? <laughs> yeah, I know that's point blank, but this is, God's honest truth. So, yes, Dad. Yes, Mom. Us, What we do before our kids is painting a picture of what this thing's supposed to look like. I mean... Uh, and so this, yeah, as this little fellow's growing up, I mean, keep him in church and, and Haley, and just and just watch, man. All of them. Uh, it's a picture. But anyway, see where I'm at. Verse twenty-eight. No, verse twenty-nine. Verse thirty. That's yeah. Verse twenty-nine is where he's you know cherished it, even as the Lord's church. Verse thirty-four. We are members of His body, of His flesh, and of His bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. And then here's a picture again. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So it's back and forth. Uh, husband, wife, Christ, the church. Uh, but let's look at this real quick. Uh, back up there again. Here's, a, here's another danger that I've, that I've seen in, in marriages, y'all. Oh. Uh, you're you're a young bride, Haley, and Peyton. One day you're gonna be, and Carly. One day you're gonna be. But here's here's the danger in this. Notice what it says: For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. You know, once you get married, it's your husband, it's your wife. It ain't mama anymore. It's not daddy anymore. It's, it amazes me how how young couples, man, they'll. Well, I got to get approval from Daddy. Man, you've been married for two years. I got to get approval from Mama. I I got to see if Mama give me permission. Oh no, no, that's it's it's it's, that's the done deal. You, Cage, you and Kaylin, y'all belong to each other. You got to get no approval from me. I ain't. That's that's your that's your responsibility now, brother. Oh, (laughs) so but you know, leave and cleave. When it's it's uh. But I've seen this. I know people personally do this. They still, they still rule and reign on their son 
are on their daughter and they're married. They interfere in the marriage. They get in, in between the marriage. And y'all, that is a dangerous thing. I'm telling y'all, that is a dangerous thing. It's, it's, it's time to... Some, it gets to a point where you got to push mama and daddy, get out of my marriage. This, this ain't got nothing to do with you anymore. This is, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. Uh, again, look at the Scriptures. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother. And what does it say? And shall be joined unto his wife. The Bible says in Genesis, leave 